Hi, I'm Simon Devereaux. I'm the founder of Access VFX and Group Head of Learning and Development at The Mill. And uh, I'm here with the team at the World of Work Careers Fair in Twickenham. Um, and you can probably hear in the background, it's a really buzzy event. And we're here talking to parents and teachers and students all about the exciting careers available in the visual effects industry, particularly as it's National Apprenticeship Week, we're focusing on apprentices and entry-level opportunity. Um, on this podcast, we are excited to be talking to an apprentice and a parent. So the point of Access VFX really is to get those different perspectives and really get excited about opportunities within visual effects because apprenticeships have been around for a long time, but in our industry, it's only been the last three years. And we're still buzzing about how exciting these opportunities are and seeing the stories and hearing about how these guys are progressing through their careers is hugely inspiring and totally sits with the Access VFX remit. So welcome to the first Access VFX podcast. Um, I'll be talking to Alfie, our apprentice at the mill, and I know Tom Box from Blue Zoo will be talking to Wendy, a mum of an apprentice who works at DNEG. So enjoy the podcast and we'll be chatting to you at the end to talk about how you can get in touch and perhaps connect with us and even get an e-mentor. So enjoy and we'll be here at the end. Okay, so I'm sitting here with Alfie Vaughan, our 2D apprentice here at The Mill. Um, so we've got a couple of questions for you, mate. Do you want to say hello to the listeners? Hello. <laughs> um, so, Alfie, how did you find out about the apprenticeship? I mean, you're about 18 months in, give mm-hmm. or take now. You're almost yeah, coming to the end exactly. of your apprenticeship, right? Yeah. So, tell, tell, if you can go back, if you can trace your mind back that far, mm-hmm. you know, how did you come across the opportunity? Uh, so when I went to leave college, I was kind of looking for a way to get into the VFX industry. Didn't really have a clue how to do it. I knew that the sort of traditional path was to be a runner, uh, but beyond that, I wasn't really sure. So I just started looking into applying for jobs and um, like internships and stuff. Didn't know there was an apprenticeship and then uh, just stumbled across it on the uh, DNEG website, actually. There was okay. an advertisement for the um, apprenticeship for all of the companies. And I thought, oh, that sounds perfect. That's what I want to do. So I applied for it and uh, here I am. <laughs> the rest is history. Yeah, exactly. So was university not on the agenda for you? Was yeah, it... I was just talking to Liv about that downstairs actually. So we were saying that um, when I was coming to the end of my time at college, I was looking at universities and I looked at three or four and just didn't feel like I was going to get enough out of them to justify okay. the tuition fees and things. Mm. So I actually ended up not even applying to go to university. Originally that was oh, going to wow. be my backup plan. But mm. after seeing the courses and things, I kind of made up my mind that even if I didn't get an apprenticeship or a job straight away I'd rather not go to university yeah uh, so I was just gonna sort of give myself a gap year or something uh, to try and find my own path in a way okay uh, and just as it happens by the time my friend had gone off to university at the end of that summer holidays I was working here wow <laughs> so it's okay. a quick turnaround so you literally stumbled across it then like you said you, you were looking at kind of potential entry point yeah. roles like runners and interns so you weren't actively scouring the internet for apprentice opportunities no not at all it was complete luck really so looking back now, so yes, fast forward to like 18 months down and uh, I hear good news that you will be taking you on permanently, Indeed. which is really exciting news. <laughs> I've said it here, you heard it here first. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. So um, looking back, yeah, how would you talk, can you talk a bit about how you'd rate your experience? Yeah, be honest. Okay. Well, one of the things I always say to everyone whenever they ask me how it's going, is I literally have nothing bad to say about this experience at all. Um, from day one everyone was extremely friendly and welcoming and very generous with their knowledge and yeah I just felt that I was always sort of in very good hands right from day one and everything was always kind of straightforward hmm. um, I hadn't ever had any problems I was always showing how to do something there was always a friendly face sitting right next to me 
Uh, people were always like checking in, seeing how I was doing, making sure I was okay. Uh, yeah, it's just been incredible. Like the last eighteen months have flown by, and here I am today, kind of looking at being here for a while now. Hopefully, yeah, nice. And in terms of you know, mentorship, you talked about obviously there's a, a big support network there. I mean, most people who will be listening to this will know that apprenticeships is the eighties twenty split between you know being at the coalface at work and and going to college and actually leaving with some kind of a you know, NVQ or, 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 or qualification. Mm-hmm. Um, so how, how important did the role of mentorship or decent mentorship play? I think it was a huge, huge part of uh, the apprenticeship. So when I started here, I was assigned kind of an official mentor. Mm. Um, and at the beginning, I was talking to him quite a lot and he was always sort of checking up on how I was doing. And then sort of as I became a bit more independent and started to kind of get the hang of things, I felt that I just kind of turned to anyone that I needed to at the time. So anyone that I was working with, usually okay. the lead on that job, um, was just you know someone that would be sort of easy because they were sitting next to me. They yeah. were the friendly face that I was discussing earlier. Uh, and yeah, it was just an opportunity to ask if I needed any help or anything. There was just always someone there. Yeah. Um, so I didn't feel that was a problem. And I've always felt like there's nice. been like a really good support network here, uh, which has been really handy. I've never felt like I'm kind of on my own in a corner and yeah. someone's handing me loads of work like that and clear how to do it it's always been very very supportive so it's more about rather than having that traditional mentorship set up right, when you have like a monthly meeting you yeah. always had that environment already kind of in place exactly. where you could just pipe up if you needed that's how it was at the beginning and then it kind of became a lot more informal as I kind of became a bit more integrated into the company and got to know more people I could just sort of pick and choose who I wanted to talk to at the time cool uh, one of the things that I always kind of talk about, and I don't know how true it is, is this the amount of credits you get on, on live work. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you usually come in, like again, looking back 18 months ago when you joined, I know you kind of do a bit of time in the running team and you, you're learning your craft. But my, what, I'm, what I hear both from you know, obviously your experience and, and previous incumbents is the access to working on live projects pretty soon. Is that, is that a fair assumption to make? Yeah, mine was pretty much straight away. Uh, I think... I was running, I started here sort of mid-October and then did a couple of weeks of running and so by the time I'd been working in the 2D department for about two weeks I got a go uh, to do some stuff on Candy Crush, oh, which nice. was one of the jobs yeah, we were course. doing at the time. Uh, so that was kind of the first one, I just did like a tiny bit of roto, that was pretty much it. Uh, and then I think I did like a, a Samsung job or something next and started doing some proper cleanup. Mm. and so I'd say within three or four weeks of starting to be integrated into the 2D department specifically. Yep. Uh, I was working on live jobs. So it was kind of, once I learned a skill, I was always given that task to do on the job. So there was always stuff for me to do. Mm. Uh, and I, as my skills progressed, I got to do more and more interesting things and sort of stuff that was of a higher difficulty, I guess you could say. Uh, but yeah, like right from the beginning, I was working on jobs that everyone else was working on. I was just doing small right. tasks at the beginning okay. building up. Okay, so apart from Candy Crush, which is everybody's dream to work on, I'm sure, <laughs> um, what, stand, what are the standout moments for you? What are the standout jobs you've worked on that you're most proud of? Um, I, one of the first jobs I did that I had, a, I'd say, a significant role in was uh, we did an OVO Energy Power Your Life um, advert. And I think it was just this massive one-shot and there were three people working on it, uh, or three compers, and we had um, some 3D guys as well. And uh, that was the first time I got to do some actual proper comping. So I was yeah. doing some screen replacements and um, like tracking a load of uh, times onto alarm clocks and things. Oh, nice. And having uh, one of the cool things that it was like having a radio. Um, the, the advert's basically a load of uh, electrical appliances on a beach and they're all turning on slowly as the camera sort of moves past them. 
and I was animating all the like needles on the radios to move and things as they were coming on and that was a really fun project and that was one of the ones that I really enjoyed uh, one of the more recent ones was O2 Cosmos um, I didn't have an enormous amount to do on that one mm. um, especially in the final product I did quite a lot that was then picked up by other yeah. people uh, but yeah that, that one came out looking really incredible I think that's one that's of nice my yeah. favourite jobs I've done so far here in terms of, sort of visually it was really really quite striking yeah, I think I remember being in the suite with you when we had the assessor yes. for that job. I always think of you when that, that advert comes yeah, on. Weirdly. That was early on as well. <laughs> yeah. It was, yeah, that was definitely one of my favourites. And also the team on that was incredible. Yeah. Uh, you know, we were working like through the bank holiday weekends and stuff, but mm. no one was ever sort of down. We had some Nerf guns in the suite and we were yeah. shooting each other in the back of the head at two in the morning <laughs> and things to keep the morale going. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it, that was, I'd say that was probably one of my favourite ones I've done so far. So what, the, what have been the biggest or steepest learning curves for you then? Because you came in with, uh, I, I, is it fair to say, minimal yeah. understanding of, you know, of software and, 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 dis, and the discipline. Yeah, but, um, absolutely. Yeah. What, what, what are the biggest steps up you've had to make and biggest learning experiences um, thus far? I'd say learning curve-wise, it was probably right at the beginning because mm. on my first day, I'd never touched Nuke before. I'd done, I'd, I'd say, a fair amount of visual effects, but it was very amateur visual effects in college. I was making YouTube videos and short films with my friends. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I understood the terminology and a lot of the concepts, but I was never sort of introduced as such like a precise um, environment as the, you know, the professional world of visual effects. Yeah. So I, I think the beginning when I was learning Nuke was really tough because I was transitioning from using After Effects, which was what I was used to, and they're two quite different softwares, like, you know, the theory behind it is the same and the knowledge, but you have to know where all the buttons are, and Nuke is node-based and mm. After Effects is layer-based. There's lots of kind of technical things. Um, so, yeah, I think initially the learning curve was um, steepest at the beginning because I was just getting the hang of the software. And once I started to feel my knowledge of Nuke was increasing, I felt stuff starting to click. And I'd say right. three or four months in, I had a moment where I was like, I feel like I can do a lot of things yeah. now. And, yeah, it literally was like... Um, I think that was on the OVO project, actually. After we finished that, I felt, wow, as I looked back, I could sort of sense that I'd come a long way since I started three or four months ago. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I think that was probably the, the toughest part, but also the most rewarding because I could sort of look back to where I was three weeks ago yeah, and see a yeah. massive improvement, whereas now it's a, it's a little bit slower, but, yeah. you know, always improving. I hear that a lot with Nuke. Like, you don't really know what's going on, and then you have that moment where it all just comes together, yeah. like the Matrix. It's so complicated, yeah. and, you know, you can do it for 20 years and still not know what all the buttons do. Like you know Kung Fu. Yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Amazing. So with, uh, obviously it's National Apprenticeship Week this week, um, is there any advice you would give anybody considering an apprenticeship? Oh, two questions actually. Anybody considering an apprenticeship? Mm -hmm. And actually why would somebody consider a visual effects apprenticeship, which is still a relatively new concept to a lot of people? The main thing for me specifically was just that not going to university was really attractive. Yeah. I, I kind of feel like everyone has a degree these days. And so, I mean, I don't want to sort of... Um, down yeah. talk yeah, totally. going to university and getting a degree but you know all the runners here have animation degrees and things so even when you leave university you're still looking at going in at an entry level position mm. um, I jumped the queue with the apprenticeship I, yeah. mean, I did two weeks running just to sort of get to know the company and yeah, introduce totally. myself to some people and then yeah I was like sitting next to some of the like leads on the jobs within a couple of weeks and they were showing me how to do stuff and I was yeah. just straight in yeah. um, I think that's definitely the biggest uh, benefit that I felt from the apprenticeship yeah, is agree. just going straight in and you know once you're in you've got your foot in the door and that's it so definitely like I felt like I jumped the queue which mm -hmm. I felt quite bad about but at the same time it was very good in terms yeah. of career wise it's an interesting one because it is all relative and you know the running programme versus the apprentice programme are two very different and, and bespoke mm -hmm. routes in 
But I always find the irony really interesting that you can spend three years studying for an animation degree, as you put it, and then you could be you know, running between six months to a year before yeah. you get through the kind of talent pipeline, mm-hmm. where you come in with next to no experience as an apprentice. Straight in. You know, do a couple <laughs> of you know, consolatory weeks in the client yeah. service team to get I your head mean, around the place, and then you're working on live jobs before you know it. When, like, you, look it's at, great. when you look at it like that, it's a bit of a no-brainer, isn't it? I totally. Guess. And then I'd say visual effects specifically, why you should do an apprenticeship is just being surrounded by so many people that have mm. such incredible knowledge. Yep. It's a very practical uh, job, so you kind of want to be doing it as much as you can. I feel like um, when you're at university, a lot of the time, you know, you have to study a bit of the theory mm. and everything. There is theory involved in the apprenticeship as well, especially when you're at college, we tend to do more of the theory side. But on the job, it's just learning all the time and you're, mm. you're learning as you go. So if you need to know how to do something, you, you learn it and then you yeah. can do that then on the job. It, yeah. And it's kind of a... As you, as you need the skills, you start to pick them up sort of thing. So there's no sort of regimented training program. Uh, it kind of yeah. varies from company to company. I think some of the bigger Quite companies fluid, have yeah. more of like a precise thing they want to follow. But definitely here, my experience was, you know, you pick it up as you go. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's the, the thing that I found most beneficial, I'd say, is just being able to draw from everyone around me. You yeah. know, I come in with no knowledge and I'm surrounded by, or like rubbing elbows with some of the best and most experienced people in the industry. And, you know, everyone's happy to share their knowledge. No one's yeah. going to be, like, hiding away in the corner and not, not willing to talk to you. Um, you. You get stuck, you ask someone for help, they show you how to do it, and they're patient, and they'll sit yeah. down with you for 20 minutes and take the time to make sure you really understand it. And, yeah, I think just drawing from that knowledge base of all of these people that have got years and years of experience in the industry is way more valuable than a piece of paper with saying, you know, you've completed a three-year degree because... I mean, it's priceless, really. Yeah. Well, Alfie, thank you for giving up your time today, thank and uh, congratulations much. again on uh, securing your permanent <laughs> thank role. Thank you. It hasn't sunk in yet. Nice one, man. All thank the best. You. Thank you. Cheers. So my name's Wendy. Um, my son Harry started um, the apprenticeship scheme, I think, in 2017. My youngest child was attending a summer animation camp. And I was speaking to one of the representatives of the organization who were helping fund the camp. And she was the one that told me about the apprenticeships. Um, I I think about literally within about half an hour of that, I saw a tweet from Blue Zoo about a Facebook event that you were going to be doing with a live tour of the studio. And you were promoting some apprenticeships. And after looking into it, I realised it was the same scheme. Right. <laughs> so I instantly sent it on to my eldest son, who was 18 at the time, and he just graduated from further education college. Um, so what made you decide that that might be a, a good route for Harry to go down and apply for? Well, he'd been looking into uni fees and he was aware of the average university debt that was being quoted all over the media at the time yeah. as being £50,000. Um, it seemed like such a lot of debt to be starting out in life with, yeah. really. He really wasn't keen on that at all. Um, but one of the other issues as well was that he just finished a two-year level three BTEC, and it involved qu- quite a huge amount of essay writing, um, less learning new skills yeah. and practical application. He's the kind of person who really likes to get stuck into real life scenario rather than writing about something theoretically. I think he felt that the theory and the essay writing had really 
held him back from progressing and getting stuck into sort of what he was thought was real learning. So thinking about uni, um, he wasn't keen on potentially another three more years of that. And did you have any kind of concerns about the route? Because I'm guessing you didn't know any other one who'd done any apprenticeships. But I, I think he um, and us as parents were a bit concerned once he'd made the decision that he wasn't going to be attending uni Yeah. because you start to wonder. So um, when we went online, there was there were quite a few videos of the previous um, the, the first year oh, right, yeah. um, apprentices. So we watched all of those. So that was actually really, really good. Yeah. Um, I So I didn't really have any concerns. I, we, I was more sort of excited for him yeah. and uh, maybe a bit envious that there wasn't <laughs> an opportunity like that. When yeah, I was no, me too. <laughs> so I'm aware you live over 60 miles from London. Was that a concern considering how far you are and uh, all the training and uh, working is taking place in London? It was a bit of a concern. Um, the college that he went to was way down in Surrey, so yeah. that seemed like yeah. uh, such a long way away. He actually works with people who live way closer than him, and it sure. actually takes them longer to get in. Oh, really? <laughs> so his train journey is about an hour and 20 minutes, and then okay. he just has a short tube. Yeah. So it's not as, it's not as long... Um, I mean, he's considering moving into London yeah. um, sometime in the future. Yeah. But he has managed it, and he's still young, so he can cope with getting up in the morning. Yeah, I think, yeah, and sure. Get... And then, but going back to the application process, what what do you remember what that was like from from a parent's perspective? I thought that was really easy, actually. I'm I'm trying to remember. <laughs> um, I seem to remember him completing the whole application online yeah. and he sort of had se sections with different questions on different um, um, different things. Yeah. Um, and then he was invited to an assessment day where he took part in various activities and interviews with the different companies that were taking part. Yeah. Uh, remember him saying he was fairly nervous about the interviews yeah, sure. <laughs> but he was actually pleasantly surprised at oh, how cool. relaxed and friendly and everybody was yeah i just thought the whole application process was really easy then uh harry got a offer of an apprenticeship job at dneg that's right yeah we actually got two offers from two of the companies okay and how did he make the decision about kind of which one to go with i think because dneg had really sought after him because of his particular skill set right. and okay. he'd done a lot of scripting and coding and when he looked into and asked all the questions as to what the job was going to be doing uh, I think that particular role suited him right it's a bit more technical. A lot better yeah, yeah. okay yes. cool yeah. and then what's he been up to during that 18 months so about a year after starting the apprenticeship he got his first movie credit which was just amazing for him and nice. he had been working on a movie called Bohemian Rhapsody oh yeah um so lots of celebrations going on in our house when that happened <laughs> Um, but he was really, really pleased to actually work on that movie. Um, and he, he's been a big Queen fan from a really young age. Uh, it was just a dream come true for him, really. And since then, he's just, he's worked on other blockbuster movies, um, such as the next Avengers movie. 
obviously at first um, he had no clue what he was doing. Um, he he um, they go to college for twenty percent of the time. I think yeah. that's what it is. Yeah. Um, and the rest of the eighty percent is um, in work training. Okay. So now he's just one of the team. It's been such a wonderful opportunity and so grateful that we found out about the scheme. I think it's worth mentioning it is, it's paid as well. So it's, it's kind of the opposite of university where you're having to pay someone else. You get a base salary to help cover costs whilst receiving that training. Uh, definitely, exactly. Um, so what, what would you really say to other parents then who are kind of unsure? Because I know obviously university is such a tried and tested route. It's, it's quite uncomfortable for some parents to, to take the risk of not going down that route. So what, what would you say to those parents who are very unsure of whether it's uh, obviously it's such a huge decision for a parent to take? What, what would you say to them? I would say take a deep breath and try not to panic. Um, I know there's a huge amount of pressure put on young people nowadays in schools and colleges um, to be choosing a university course very early on. Yeah. It's easy to get drawn into a sort of panic mode because obviously you want the best for them. We all want the best for our children. If you're looking at university as an option, this is my take on it. I think of unis as companies who are providing a product or a service that your child or young person is going to be paying for yeah. for a very long time. Yeah. So they and you need to be discerning in the same way as buying another product, say, um, does it measure up? Yeah. Where are the testimonials? How old are they? Are they relying on previous reputation? Um, does, the talk, does the course teach correct up-to-date software that's actually used in the industry yeah what credentials do the tutors have these are kind of some of the things that i think people need to bear in mind but if you think about the apprenticeship the beauty about it is you don't need to worry about all that because they're actually being trained by the industry also being paid a wage immediately and the government are paying their study fees yeah so there's no debt, there's no student loan to worry about, they've got their own money. You don't regret doing it? Definitely not, no. I, young people and their parents, they need to be savvy, really consider the apprenticeship route as a viable alternative to um, traditional university education. Don't dismiss apprenticeships. Just look at it as a serious option. You yeah. know, it could be the best decision. Well, thank you very much. Uh, that's that's a great help. And best of luck to Harry and Charlie. And wish them the very best of luck in their careers. Thank you. Thank you. So I hope you enjoyed those conversations. Uh, I know we did and we enjoyed putting them together. Um, if you have any questions or want to find out more about the work we're doing at Access VFX, get in touch with us via the website at www.accessvfx.org or connect with us through our social media channels on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. Um, again, hope you enjoyed the podcast and stay tuned. There's more coming. <laughs>